0: Hello team, it's Fab here, founder and head teacher at all marketing school and your marketing BFF. I want to remind you that there is a special invitation for you to join us for the Alt Marketing Certification. Get certified as a positive impact strategy and make people fall in love with you and your work. Reclaim your time, understand the marketing foundations with a positive impact spin. If you are a marketing freelancer who wants to raise the quality of services and do more with less, or maybe you are an early-stage marketeer ready to invest to gain real experience in building a strategy with purpose, or you're a marketing leader who wants to be recognized as a go-to expert and tackle new growth challenges. Whether you are beginners or whether you have some confidence into your strategy, we want to support you. We want to help you achieve your strategic goals, toss confetti in the air, and blast your favorite hype song as you get through eight incredible weeks with me and the rest of our faculty. Think about our certification as marketing training at university standards, not prices. So if you're ready to join us and you want to check out our incredible curriculum, all you have to do is go to amschool.click slash certification. I repeat, amschool dot click slash certification to find out more and learn what you are going to go through in our eight weeks. From marketing foundations all the way to leadership and storytelling skills, we're also going to cover strategic marketing blocks and advanced marketing tools. Plus, you get workshops, hot seats, group work, and even timely panels with incredible experts in the field. So what are you waiting for? No, I mean it. Our next cohort is starting real soon, so make sure that you head to amschool.click slash certification to come and join us and learn how to market to hearts, not to brains. Welcome to Alt Marketing School. We are proudly bringing together a new wave of marketers, just like yourself. We want to provide you with the skills to speak to your audience perfectly, empower clients with winning strategies to market their brands, champion their values, and make a positive impact in the online world. My name is Fab, and I'm your host. May the class begin. Hello, team, and welcome back to Art Marketing School. My name is Fab, and I'm your teacher. And today, we're back with an amazing interview, where we're going to meet the founder of Innermost Shiv. And it's going to be so exciting to get you to meet him and talk about everything, retention, customer loyalty, branding, and so much more. Shiv is an Imperial College London alumni who spent a decade at Goldman Sachs working across divisions from London to New York. But now he's the founder and CEO of Innermost, an award-winning wellness brand that's reimagining nutritional supplement for the modern age. And this is really what we're going to talk about today, the growth of the brand, scaling, but also understanding lessons that came from having to shift the market in order to adapt to the changes that were happening in the world. I'm sure you're going to absolutely love this episode. Shiv is a ball and she is is literally amazing and I cannot wait for you to meet him. As always, let us know what you think at All Marketing School on social and I hope you're going to enjoy this lovely chat. May today's class begin. Good day, everyone. And good day, Shiv. How are you doing?
1: Yeah, I'm doing really well. Yeah. Thanks for making this time to speak to me, Fab.
0: I'm really excited to have you in the booth with me. We're ready. We're rocking. So thank you for taking the time to chat to me. I know that you are incredibly busy at the moment. So I appreciate just taking like a little half an hour. You're
1: you're busy too, right? Getting married next week.
0: I know at the time of recording it's pretty much happening so I'm trying to like finish off everything as well <laughs> that's what that's why I said I understand obviously you're hiring you're in like full-on hiring okay. we were talking about so that in itself it's quite a big jump as well so I understand but it's exciting though I guess right like you know scaling and as you say maybe taking some days off after that it's it must be like an interesting yeah. process
1: yeah so uh, at this stage yeah what we're trying to do on the team is just build out the team build out the marketing team build out the sales team uh, we've grown a lot in the four and a half years that we've been around and i think the next stage is just to continue to hire build out the team bringing expertise bring in uh, expertise that we need in order to continue to uh, accelerate growth uh, but hiring is kind of a long process right it's quite frustrating you know you interview lots of people read lots of CVs so You know, you put this effort in and then the hope is at the end of it, you get the payoff. You find someone amazing, you can bring them on the team. But it does take time. So, yeah, so a lot of my time is being allocated to that right now.
0: I wanted to ask you, actually, because I obviously think there are so many different areas that we want to outsource or want to try to scale. Is there one of the ones that you'll be looking to expand right now? that you find maybe it's you know you're taking more time to find the right fit or is it kind of like it, it doesn't really matter because obviously depending on what you do I think you might have different focuses as well so I was wondering whether there's an area there.
1: I think one one consistent thing regardless of the seniority of the person that I'm looking to hire is uh, ensuring that um, they have consistent values that are consistent with the brand and also kind of good values in terms of Teamwork, ability, communication—all of these kinds of things. Um, I think that's super important. I'm of the opinion that you should hire values first and skills second. Obviously, you need skills as well, especially if it's a kind of specialist role like uh, digital marketing. But um, values are super important. I'm always on the lookout and asking asking questions to try to understand how someone would fit into the team because I think that's the most important thing.
0: And it almost goes back to like the brand tone, like, as you said, the values and the brand tone of voice and understanding the brand, because that I find is something that obviously people can learn. But I think when there's an affinity and they understand what the purpose is, what are some of the key elements, it just, as you say, like the skills is good to have. And I think, as you say, it depends on which level they're at and how quickly they can start like taking the time off your hands. But you know, I think in the last five to six years, and I don't know if that's how you always have done it, but definitely in general, a lot more brands are looking at the values, the person first. And then obviously everything else in the CV is great. Is it how you have been, because obviously you've been going on for four years and there've been people supporting you along the way. Is this the way that you always found your people to join you or is it grown as well? I think
1: so. You know, like, um, you know, even the beginning, like, you know, when it was just, it was just me, it just launched the business and the first couple of hires that, I made i think yeah you obviously you get better anytime you do something over a period of time you get better at it and i think the same applies to hiring as well identifying people who you think would be a good fit keeping your kind of ap pe- eyes peeled and air out for kind of like information that will help you understand their value set you get better at that as you go on so i think i've definitely improved i think there's always room for improvement and optimization and getting better at it but um I've got a great bunch of people on the team now. We all get on really well. Everyone is really supportive of each other. Great, like, the Poms is great. So I want to make sure that I keep that culture and keep building that culture, even as new people join. So we've done a good job so far. I'm really happy with the team. I like everyone on the team. Everyone likes me, hopefully, but um, um, we all get on. So that's that's super important, especially in a startup. You know, we're working really hard with with each other a lot of the time. So it's so important to have good relationships.
0: And I guess the, then I love that you mentioned the company culture element because I, I believe that in a small company, obviously the founder, okay yourself, but also like the team themselves actually have, have a presence when it comes to just talking about the brand and being obviously the face of the brand in different ways. And so I think that, that the company culture, however we define it, is actually represented a lot in the little things that you do. And I know that you are Obviously, a big part of the brand, obviously, I know you from all the other stuff that we've done together, but you can also see that when you talk about the brand, obviously, there's a lot of view also in it. And I was yeah. kind of wondering, how do you find a combination between that and also being able to spotlight the rest of the team and that growth?
1: Yes. So in terms of, uh, like, what do you mean, in terms of the team understanding the brand or
0: the way the way that yeah exactly the way that the team understands the brand and then is able to again like go with the tone of voice go with the vibe go with what you're doing because obviously it still is everything is really small and it comes obviously from you and your passion first yeah yeah so i think
1: um in that regard i think yeah so i understand kind of brand culture getting people to understand the brand culture the thing is i'm lucky like a lot of people um on the team have been with me for a while now we've got a few new hires joining soon um and i'll be looking for you know, those guys to help me. Some of it is through kind of explaining brand orientation, sitting down, explaining what our values are, and all of this, but the other, a lot of it is how they see us interact on a day to day basis. And, you know, by the process of kind of osmosis, you know, they take on board, okay, this is how we all work together, they'll build trust with us. And then over time, hopefully kind of integrate within that kind of brand culture that we've built. Uh, sometimes brand culture can be a difficult thing to put your finger on. You know, sometimes it's hard to explain it we try our best to do so but some of it is just from just interacting communicating and, and seeing how we interact with each other and then hopefully kind of integrating into that
0: and I guess it also evolves you know like I think you also that will evolve as the time comes as well and as new people come in because as much as you give to them I guess some of the team members might have given something to the brand and helped it shape in maybe uncharted ways
1: yeah, absolutely. I think so. I think so. I agree. I think there's some fundamental things that don't change, right? Teamwork, you know, things which are more business related, like customer service. You know, I'm big on kind of putting our customers first, and we always must think of think about our customers because ultimately the cost, the customers that we have are the reason that we're able to do what we're able to do, which is ultimately be a part of an amazing startup that's growing. So customer centric, teamwork communications, being honest with each other, trusting each other, these kinds of things, you know, they don't really change, but you're right, brand kind of culture can evolve as well, hopefully in, in the right way.
0: I'm going to ask, you now, going back to to marketing, to you and I guess to you and obviously Innermost itself, what, what would you say does marketing stand for for you when it comes to your brand? What do you see it encompassing? How do you see it working when it comes to sharing the message?
1: Yes, I think... In general, marketing, it's a process, but I think the first thing is understanding your customer, understanding what your customer needs are, everything should kind of start from there. And then, you know, your brand, understanding what your brand position is in light of the, the customer needs, and then creating objectives on the back of that, marketing objectives, marketing messages that can help connect your brand to those consumers.
0: And, and the other
1: and question. That's That's the process we kind of follow, right? Understand what our customers through data, that we've got a consultation on our website, we do surveys. We try to get a good understanding, a clear understanding of what our consumers are looking for. And then we kind of ensure that the brand can cater to those needs and requirements. And then in terms of like communicating those requirements, making sure that our customers know the things that we can do. And that's through kind of process of ideation, campaign campaign creation, Um, all linking back to the brand, all linking back to the customer, and then communicating that over different, obviously, marketing channels, whether that's social, digital, offline, online, emails that we send, et cetera, et cetera.
0: Have you found that that has changed, obviously, guess in general, but especially in the last year or year and a half? I've seen that also you have adapted and you have introduced different ways also to educate and support your customers maybe it was related to what happened maybe it wasn't but I was wondering how as a product-based business as well especially in the wellness space that has changed
1: yeah so I think yeah uh, absolutely I think the first time we met was probably about three or four years ago at one of these kind of events maybe it was like a workout in a studio yeah so I think it was something like that right um so, you know, when I first set the brand up, what I did was I, I went and approached pretty much every boutique fitness studio, all the cool boutique fitness studios in London, places like uh, Digme, um, F45, uh, Boom Cycle, Victor Soul, all these places, and they ended up block. They all ended up stocking our products, which is great because I pitched the product into them. They understood the branding, the positioning, um, the product quality. Um, so we got into those. And then one of the things I did was spend a lot of time with these studios being in the studio speaking to their members getting involved in events all of this like repressing the flesh and that was helpful because one it consolidated my relationship with these fitness studios and secondly i was able to speak directly to customers and consumers people who were trying our products so i could hear their feedback myself um super helpful because then that would obviously get there's a feedback loop into the product development and what we do as a brand and our positioning with um, so I've done a lot of that and then obviously with covid-19 we haven't been able to do any of that. So all of the studios all of our partner studios that we work with had to close. So we had to really move to this digital first approach. And we were doing that before anyway, but it just meant we had to speed that up. So some of the things that we did over the last 18 months during this kind of the pandemic and the lockdown was build out our consultation. So if you come to our website now there's a a button, it's pretty visible consultation, you'll ask you a series of questions around your health, your wellness, your fitness goals, um, for example, how how much sleep you're getting, whether you get stressed out during your day, um, you know, trying to find your stuck points. And then at the end of it, it'll make some really clear, tangible recommendations on the right products for you and why those products are right for you. You know we're moving the conversation we had to move the conversation from being in a studio physically speaking to someone to something which was as close as we could but on a digital platform we've had thousands of people do that quiz and we're really happy with it we also kind of focus more on email marketing how can we use email marketing to you know really help our customers people who signed up to the newsletter to understand the product understand how those products can align with their goals So, you know, really taking this kind of e-commerce first approach over over lockdown. And now that we've come out of lockdown, uh, we're starting to open up to doing more kind of in real life events again. But what we've built over the last 18 months is a really strong e-commerce platform that we're continuing to optimize. So I think we've come out of it in a a really strong strong position, both online and offline.
0: When it comes to this, what would you say if you were to pick one of the positives from going through this pivot i guess and this change and what would have been one of the biggest challenges when it came to to do this and actually having this approach
1: yeah I know I think the biggest challenge was in March 2020 the first day we had all the whole team had to split and kind of leave the office and be at home I remember setting up my desk i remember doing a zoom call with the team and we spoke and we said okay look there's a lot of uncertainty. We're not sure what's going to happen now. Let's, you know, make a plan, let's sit down, think about the e-commerce first, the plan. What do we need to build out? The consultation was one of them, but there was a bunch of other things. We continue to build out our email marketing campaigns. Let's think about the content that we need to be creating. So there was a lot of uncertainty there. And that was like really challenging because we didn't know really when lockdown was going to lift, what was going to happen to a certain extent. We weren't even sure maybe people would just go home, not go to the gym anymore, turn on daytime TV and just eat nachos all day, you know, we were worried, you know, that was, that was on my mind. So thankfully, you know, I think what happened was what we did see happen was people really focus more on wellness, more on fitness, more on their health props, that, that trend was happening, but I think it just accelerated that trend. So home workouts, we saw within the first month, we set record revenues on the website in terms of uh, sales, online sales. So, you know, very quickly, we realized that actually this is a huge opportunity here, and we're in the exact right space, and our products actually help people feel healthier and uh, be healthier. And we've got a, a duty to really get the word out there and explain to people how our products can help. One of the products that we were most proud of was uh, the recover capsules. So one of our products that's been designed for kind of recovery, um it also contains vitamin D. There's been over a dozen peer-reviewed studies on how vitamin D can, Uh, reduce the severity of COVID-19 symptoms so that was one of the topics that we were talking about vitamin D like you know in western western kind of regions there's less sunshine during kind of winter winter months and you know the government already recommends that you should be taking a vitamin D supplement and you know we wanted to explain to people why vitamin D is important and especially now with COVID-19 like there's no real harm in taking a vitamin D supplement so you know there's lots of things that we have to do lots of messages that we have to create to communicate but it became very quickly from concern with what was going on to okay we've got a job to do here let's knuckle down and get it done
0: and I not love sure
1: that I, I'm not sure if that answered your question
0: it did incredibly well I've got I've got, I got more stuff to ask you now that's the problem it's like oh no I give her more <laughs> that was perfect and actually what I love that because it is I'm gonna call it a trend but I call it a survival mechanism for most companies in my opinion but there was the the trend that happened to actually find the best way to accelerate and make efficient e-commerce solutions for product based businesses, especially, as you mentioned, obviously, both in the wellness space as a background is, you know, we can't lie. I mean, we had for creative impact on some other company, we had events once a month and then it was like, bye bye. So, you know, yes. That in real life positioning was a big thing, especially because London has been such a thriving market. So I love that you mentioned, like, obviously they're, they're adapting and like, actually relying a bit more and exploring the e-commerce because I believe that the biggest issue that we've had before that, and I would love to hear your opinion on this, uh, from a consumer perspective is that consumers, unless they went to, for the UK, if you're not from the UK, these are supermarkets, so Sainsbury's or Tesco's or Boots. So the big chains they probably would be like, do I really want to give my details to this random little website? Is there another way for me to get my favorite products? And I think the trust and and the way that the, the customer service now is a lot more smooth when it comes to even a small website and a startup, as you said, can open so many avenues and actually allows you to create that, that deeper customer relationship. I don't know if it's something yeah. that you also have seen, maybe even as a consumer, that different level of trust and actually willing to a bit more trustworthy when it comes to small brands and just buy directly from them
1: yeah i think a lot of it is down to your e-commerce your 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 platform your e-commerce offering so if you go to our website right liveinemos.com and you look at the website you know i think one of the things i take a lot of pride in is people will look at our website and think wow that is an amazing website they think it's a very big brand and you know it's slick it works fast it's there's you know we spend so much time thinking about the consumer's journey on that website, I think a lot of that will give you trust. If you go to a website, you know, you got broken fonts, this isn't quite right, this is misaligned. Obviously, you know, you start getting some concerns about that website, but I think, you know, the the experience that you have on the e-commerce platform, if it's a good experience, I think, you know, you take credibility, you can build credibility with your customer from that. So that's what we've done. So yeah, I think the e-commerce experience is super important for consumers, and it helps build trust in your brand alongside other things, right? So if you come to our, our website, we're big on science, so we talk about science over hype. We talk about you know science-based products. Uh, we talk about the ingredients. We explain. We kind of link through to peer-reviewed studies on each of the ingredients, so you can really see what external sources are saying. You know you build credibility into your brand in different ways. And that's some of the things that we do. But I think that 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 helps with that whole journey, right? At the same time, you know, I think, you know, taking an omni-channel approach to distribution is important too, right? So we have our website, but we also have now relationships with retailers like Boot, Selfridges, John Lewis, uh, Harrods, Liberty, Oliver Bonus, Revital, and a bunch of others. Um, and we're in conversations with lots of retailers. So, you know, brand people will see us on these different websites and that also gives you credibility. So I think an omni-channel approach is is effective, especially, especially for a small brand. Now it's not easy to get into all these retailers. It takes a lot of time and effort. But you know, making sure that you have that kind of 360 almost approach to your business, I think is important.
0: Now I'm gonna ask you one more question and maybe the hardest question picking up on all these things that you said. So we talked about the customer trust and almost loyalty because that's, that's what I'm hearing. That's what I know from knowing the brand for a long time. There's a customer loyalty, which obviously makes a difference. I believe acquisition is excellent as a marketer. Yeah. Like we talk about acquisition all the time. And then when I talk to a client or even when I talk to other marketers that we are helping, I'm like, remember the importance also of retention because your loyal customers are the best advocates you can find. So Thinking about innermost, if you were to say, we talked about credibility and trust. We talk about the science and the user experience. Mm-hmm. If you were to pick the only one thing out of all of these things, like omni-channels, um, you know, like credibility, etc., cetera, what would you say is, do you think one of the most important things that really helped you creating their loyalty or their recognizability or that trust with your customers as a brand? If you were to pick one thing that you think is the most important or the most relevant, what would that be?
1: That's a very difficult question. I know. If I had to pick one, if I was forced to pick one,
0: it would be, I mean, it's product quality.
1: You can have the nicest website. You can be in lots of retailers. You can, you know, have an amazing e-commerce platform. But if your product is not good, there's going to be a problem. You could make the argument, you know, you talked. you spoke about retention there, right? Retention, I'm a big believer. Retention is a new acquisition. Acquisition costs are continuing to go up. If you have a customer, you need to retain that customer. It costs money to get a customer to come to your website and to buy a product. Time, effort, and money. Once they've bought the product, you want them to buy again and again and again. The only reason they're gonna buy again and again and again is if the quality of your product is good. If it tastes good, if it helps them achieve their goals, you know, these things are important. So in order to build a long-term business, I think that is super important if you don't have your product if your product quality is not good you're going to struggle now what i'm kind of happy about is our return customer we had a we had an external consultant consultancy come in and look at our you know some of our e-commerce metrics and we were told our our returning customer rate is one of the highest they've ever seen in the industry and that's that's great because it means that yeah exactly once we get the customers in you know they're coming back and buying again which is amazing So the key key challenge for us is to get more customers to come in and take a chance and look at our brand and and engage and maybe make that first purchase once they try the products and they see how it benefits them we're really confident they're going to come back so it is really a marketing challenge for us in that regard
0: i mean i'm gonna say the quote of the day is retention is the new acquisition i'm just gonna i just wrote it down because i really like that so I, I, I think it's really important and as you say it is a challenge now obviously then bringing new people in and also I appreciate you mentioning the fact that the cost of acquisition is becoming higher and I think sometimes we underestimate that and again just to bring it back to us marketers if obviously loads of people listen some of them are founders but also if you're a marketer it's a massive argument that you have to make sometimes it's like we want to get, you know, more eyeballs and more people. And it's like, that's excellent. But also how can we optimize and, you know, sometimes, you know, kind of balance the expenses and the resources taken to talk to new people? How can we get yeah. our current people to almost help and also kind of like drive that excitement and that hype?
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, you're, you're, they say you're be, your best salespeople are your, your, um, your customers. So if you can get your customers to, help you spread the word that's an amazing thing um so refer a friend programs thinking about your customers almost like influencers is super important how can you motivate encourage them to you know market your brand for you some of that you know there's everyone's gonna every brand has diehard customers you should know who your diehard customers are the people that your VIPs, your very important customers um, you can know who those customers are and you should be engaging with them, finding ways to reward them, finding ways to uh, encourage them to help ultimately be salespeople for you.
0: Absolutely love that. So I think we got loads of gold and for any type of business as well, obviously we're talking about, about products and obviously we're talking also a lot about localized elements as well, but I think it can be so valuable whenever you apply to any other industry or any other type of service. So thank you. Yeah. So again, thank you for the time. It's always a pleasure chatting to you now if people are like okay you sold it to me i'm a new customer now i want to get some innermost or tell me more shiva want to know more why do we direct them what are the best places tell us more
1: yeah so please come to our website visit our website you can google us just hit innermost nutrition and we'll pop up or come to www.liveinnermost.com so live l-i-v-e Innermost, I double N E R M O S T dot com. You can also check us out on social media, uh, whichever your uh, social media channel of choice is at Live Innermost. So come check us out, give us a follow, take that cons- consultation on our website. People rave about it. So check it out, see what it says for you. It's free, takes about five minutes to do. You might learn something you didn't
0: know. Amazing. Thank you so much again. Have a lovely rest of your day.
1: <laughs> Thanks, Fab.
0: Take care. Thank you so much for listening. Add to altmarketingschool.com to find out more about topics that we covered in this week's class. If you want to make your teachers happy, then hop onto iTunes and leave us a five-star review. Oh, and don't forget to spread the love on Instagram at School. Until next time.